Now, more of WTMJ Nights. Brian Newton, WTMJ Nights. Talking about the uh, Trump indictment. Obviously, that's our text question of the night. If you want to uh, text in, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. You can call if you want to. We just decided we'd do the uh, little political text question of the night tonight. Tomorrow, the former president will appear in a Milwaukee federal court. Uh, Two o'clock our time is the estimated time. Um, As you heard, Wyatt report in the news, and we were talking about this before, they're expecting everything to go smoothly, but uh, they are preparing for protesters on both sides. Um, so hopefully that doesn't come to fruition. If you remember in April, there was concerns about that too, which is a, a valuable concern, but nothing really happened in New York. So we're hoping nothing will happen tomorrow. Let's just let the legal process go on as it was. You can listen to all the coverage again right here on WTMJ. Uh, let's see. Bill is in Bristol. He wants to jump on. Hi, Bill. Hey, Brian. Uh, What's going on? I'll start off by saying that I I am a conservative, but uh, don't like Trump and hope something takes him out of the political scene. But so far, only the prosecution is talking, and and everybody sounds as guilty as sin when it's just the prosecution talking. Sure. So I I don't think we should put him in jail until his defense, you know, gets a chance to their side of the story i know he's oh no at least guilty of i said it idiot. and jack smith said it the other day bill he's presumed innocent that's we're all presumed innocent that's why we have trials you right. know to to get to the bottom of this so you know we'll see what happens tomorrow they'll go through the formalities and then a trial will happen somewhere down the road unless unless there's a plea deal met somewhere and then at the end of the trial then we'll see so, so here's a question for you, too. If he goes to jail, does the Secret Service go to jail with him? That's a really interesting question. Obviously, it's never been, <laughs> hasn't been an issue before. So I don't know how that would work. I mean, I, I would assume that uh, as a former president, you would be in, you know, you'd be in protective custody. You wouldn't be, you're not going to be in gen pop. So I don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know if they would have to do, you know, run it in shifts. You would think that you would think that he would deserve protection still under the Secret Service. Right. But that's a very good question. I haven't thought of that, Bill. I'm going to have to look into that. And probably nobody knows yet because we haven't had to worry about it. Right. So well, I don't know. Night. Yeah, you too. That is an interesting question because you know, every every ex-president is given Secret Service protection. I got no problem with that. Would they have to have an agent with him all the time? It wouldn't be one detail. It would have to be, you know, it would have to be a rotating group of agents because you can't put, the agents aren't going to jail. So, you know, you'd have to have guys working shifts, which I'm sure they do now. But yeah, I would, I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, a couple more texts coming in. Being the proud American that I am, I hate to see a president go through this, but if he didn't follow the law, he should suffer the consequences. Um, if the indictment helps more of his base understand that Trump's ego, narcissism, dominates his intelligence and his decision process, it is a good thing. I don't think 
I think we're all so dug in now. Nothing's going to change. You know, we talked about people not believing things they see or hear in the press. Uh, we Surveys have come out. People don't believe in law enforcement. They're questioning the Department of Justice and the FBI. And, you know, before it used to be just a few quote-unquote crazy conspiracy nuts. Now there's a lot more people who think that way. And that's what scares me the most. Because if you truly distrust everybody in authority, and the only people you're going to believe are a very select few, and no matter what you're presented with, you're either too dug in to admit something maybe different than you thought. Uh, there's a psychological condition, I guess would be the right word, where people who believe something so long just won't ever believe something different because either they're embarrassed of their beliefs or they're ashamed or whatever. So people won't, people won't change their minds. So this is what I, I don't think, I don't think any of this will change people's minds. I don't think it will move people one way or another. I think if you're, um, if you're somebody like Bill, our last caller, who uh, self-identified as a conservative, who was not for the former president, those people are going to be open-minded and look at facts and try to decide and and you know make their decision. And if you're not on the left side and only believing that everything the right does is evil, then you're going to also look at facts. But I think the 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 far edges of both sides are getting a little bigger and that's that's the scary part you know what's not scary matt not scary is having our poet laureate chime in the wtmj night poet laureate has sent in an indictment themed poem and so now it's time for wtmj night's poetry corner so the indictment is attempting to put trump on his rump and it's causing much others to arise in a frump so what do we do when we hear things we don't like? We try to reason or decry it like riding a bike. Since what is reported sometimes doesn't seem true, but raising our ire will just make us turn blue. So the best we can do is think wisely and debate, and hopefully not call others a worthless ingrate. So here's we hear these reports. Remember your words can fuel mean retorts. It's best to stay widely aware and informed, but watch what you say and please be forewarned since each thing we think and say and do will often come back 10 times right at you. Peace, baby. A Knight's Poet. Yeah, nicely done, Knight's Poet. Nicely done. Uh, always coming through. Uh, Taylor chiming in, I don't believe a former president unless you kill someone will ever go to jail. My question to you is, have you ever gone to a protest or support any court case that you have no family ties to? No, I never have. I follow them on the news. But no, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've gone to, no, I've gone to pickets. I've gone to, you know, I've walked a picket line. Um, and my wife has gone to like the women's, women's marches and stuff, but I have never gone uh, to a march and I have definitely not gone to a court case that I, <laughs> I am not, unless they're calling me to the courthouse, I'm not going. Uh, from the 262, no need for Secret Service. Once he's in jail, he'll be, uh, no, that's not true. 
Uh, Brian, if he gets convicted, he's going to be in a facility like the dinner room in Goodfellas. Uh, maybe. I'm sure. You listen, there, he's not going to a Supermax. If, 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 that's a big if and a long, long way away, no. But the Secret Service question is interesting. And again, I don't think anybody knows yet because it's never come up and it's not necessary yet. So that's going to be one of those questions that uh, just pops up when it pops up, if it pops up, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see. I, was, I thought I was getting another text from Justin. This is, uh, this is oh, boy. If you are a Milwaukee resident, let's, uh, you know, politics is is fine. We all talk about politics. That's big picture. But let's be honest. When it comes down to the things that affect us every day, that's what really, really matters. And if it affects your pocketbook, especially in this day and age, that's when things should really matter. So I'm sure you've heard about this if you are a Milwaukee City resident that... A sales tax could be coming. Uh, Milwaukee, one of the very few major cities that doesn't have a sales tax. We'll talk about that and what it'll mean for you. So much more to get to. Oh, my gosh, it's WTMJ Nights. Don't go anywhere. More WTMJ Nights coming up. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. You ready to pay a little more? When you do some shopping or eating or anything else in the city of Milwaukee, well, it could be coming, and it doesn't sound all bad, to be quite honest. I mean, I know, uh, I know we're all trying to be careful with our money, but it might help in the long run. So, Milwaukee, as I mentioned before, and you've probably heard this, rare for a large city to not be generating additional tax other than property taxes. And that's what the mayor has been pushing to state legislators, trying to get them to take this up. Well, could be within reach because a local government funding deal agreed to by the Republican state legislative leaders and Governor Evers, their agreement would allow the city of Milwaukee to levy a 2% sales tax. Now, you go, oh, well, 2%, that's not much, but, well, let's add it up and we'll see where we where we land, all right? If two-thirds of the Common Council votes, then that will go into effect. The state estimates state estimates project that this sales tax could bring in a, a revenue boost pardon me, of $193.6 million. Not too shabby. We've been hearing about Milwaukee running short of money. Uh, we don't have the money to do this. We don't have the money to do that. Well, here's $193.6 million. Yes, if you're a resident... That, you know, that's rough. You know, that's more money out of your pocket. But we also have to think about all the people who come into the city every day to work. They come into work. They come in to shop. They come in to eat. They come in to see shows. They come in to do whatever it is that they're coming into the city to do. And the city's not making money off of them. So if you're a property owner in Milwaukee City, then you are... You're you're covering the debt for all these people, so I don't um, I don't I, I don't know why this would be a bad thing other than, you know, it's going to cost you more. It's going to cost everybody more. Anything you do in the city. So the deal is also going to allow the county to levy a 0.4% sales tax on top of its existing 0.5% tax 
Uh, that tax generated $96.3 million. The Legislative Fiscal Bureau estimates the new sales tax would generate an additional $80 million for the first year. That's for the county, so that's good. Now, the 2% would be on top of the state's 5% sales tax. So if the city and the county get approved to raise these taxes, residents and anybody else, any visitors, are going to pay 7.9% total sales tax. Uh, for reference, in the Midwest, Detroit is about 6%. Chicago is at 10.25%. So 7.9% right there in the middle, not too bad. Uh, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Matt, or Nathan, rather, is in Oak Creek. He has a question about these taxes. Matt, uh, or Nathan, I'm going to see what I can do to answer it if I can. All righty. No, I was just kind of curious with the sales tax. Again, it's nothing too critical, but if now, say, we go to a restaurant like you mentioned, we're going to get that increased tax. Do you think that will have an effect on people's minds when they look at the extra amount that they might consider tipping? Uh, a server. Well, I think it. I think it's going. Any increase in taxes is going to affect people's decision making process, you know. And I, I don't want to say that three percent. Let's round it from two point nine to three percent. Three percent is three percent. You know, it's not. It, it is extra. I think if you're if you're looking at the people who own property, they're going to be a little happier because other people are paying the bill. And I think I don't think three percent is going to change that many people's minds I think about eating and tipping. I think if they're going out to eat, uh, they're going to tip what they were going to tip. I don't think 3% is going to show that much on your restaurant bill. And again, this is, this is just in the city. If you go eat in the suburbs, you know, you're not getting that extra 3% on there. You're just getting, uh, you're just getting some extra from the uh, little extra from the County. So I don't know. It's it, Nathan. That's a, that's a question that's going to be, for everybody, I think you've you got to look, or I looked at the greater good and the amount of money it will bring in, and yeah, it's a small burden, but that's what taxes are supposed to do. And the city has been trying to make do without them for so long, and the burden has been on the property tax and the property owners, and I don't think that's fair either. So I appreciate the call. Sorry, I couldn't uh, give you an answer. It's like for me, three no, percent probably wouldn't make wouldn't make that much of a difference. You know, for you, Matt or Nathan, what would it do? Would it make a big difference? No, I agree. I don't think it would. I just, it, with a lot of the increased, uh, you know, different establishments with the new electronics that are out there, you know, the iPads, it's by default now they're asking for tips. Right. And so on top of that, now you're increasing by a little bit. I was just kind of curious if you thought that might even play it a little bit more into people's minds. Well, now everywhere is asking me to tip. Now we got to pay more. Like, well, if you think about it, though, since the pandemic, we've been paying more for the last couple of years for everything. You know, you go to the yep. grocery store, you're paying more for everything. Everything we buy is costing more since the pandemic and the supply chain shortages and everything else. So if we're, you know, I don't know if people cut down on their tipping. I know people are upset about those screens. I'm not a fan of those screens, but. If I go out to dinner, I, I factor that in, you know, just like just like when I go to the grocery store, you go to the grocery store. We're like, all right, well, this is going to be more than it was six months ago. So I got to make those decisions. And that's going to be 
That's going to be each person, you know. And then you you got to remember too, the people who are waiting on tables, they're paying the same taxes, so they're you know they're still doing the same job. So I hope I hope people don't start skimping. But I also you know I understand if if you can't if you can't afford to tip, then make the decision where you go. You know if you're going to go out, stuff like that. Uh, Nathan, I appreciate the call. Yeah, Thanks very you. much. 855-616-1620. Somebody voting the Knights Poet for for president. Property tax plus extra taxes with it. Goody, that from the 262. Yeah, again, if you're you're in the city, you're going to be paying a little more if this goes through. In the county, it's uh, less than a half a percent, you know. So you're going to be paying 1% county tax, basically, 0.9%. But again, we'll round. You're going to pay 1% in the county. You're going to pay, and on top of that, you'll pay almost 3 in the city. So it's going to take you up to 7.9% is what the total sales tax burden would be in the city of Milwaukee, which, again, has not had any sales tax. There's, there's very, very few, if any, big cities around that don't have sales tax so if we want things done in the city and you can argue if things are uh, being done well or not well then we gotta we gotta figure this out all right we gotta take a quick break and then there's more it's wtmj nights now more of wtmj nights oh my goodness on the other side of the news i'm glad matt and justin are here i have a question for them and because I am out of this uh, this part of my life, but something a new survey came out that is absolutely startling, and uh, I want to get their I want to get their opinions on this. We're going to talk road rage. Wisconsin has a, a favorite drink. Uh, the I oh I binged a couple things. A lot to get to as we start the second hour of the program, which comes your way after the news. Right after this on WTMJ. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to Hour 2. Where you been? Glad you're here, though. If you uh, missed the first hour, I don't know. You can listen to it on the podcast. We post them every night after the show. Full show tonight, so here until 9 o'clock. You want to get involved, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. All right. I saw this study today about bedtime habits, and I'm not talking I'm talking about if you share a bed with somebody. Um, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, you know, whoever, whoever you share your bed with. But this, one thing jumped out at this, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stats that come out of this story. And, of course, it was, it was commissioned by Serta Simmons Bedding, you know, the people who make the mattresses. When you first begin to spend the night with someone, if they still slept with a childhood stuffed animal... Would that be a red flag to you? I'm going to say yes. It would have been. Had um, had I found out that when, uh, you know, I started, my wife and I started living together and sleeping together, and uh, if I had found out that she had a little lambykins that she had to sleep with every night, that probably would have, 
yeah, that would have turned me off a little bit. Um, I don't know how many grown people, men and women, because this says men and women are both doing this. 40% of the people surveyed. So 70, 44% admit that they still do. Now that's 77% of people admitted that they grew up sleeping with a security blanket or a stuffed animal. And I have no problem with that. I had stuffed animals when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, this is how bad it was. I had a, it was about a two or three foot stuffed bugs bunny that I used to sleep with. And I slept with it for years, so much so that the head actually popped off. And then I would sleep with just the Bugs Bunny head. And I would carry it around like Chucky. I would carry it around by the ears and I just had the head, but that was that was my, you know, that was my security blanket as a as a boy. I think I think I finally got it finally was gone when I was about six, maybe. Cause we had I carried it for years. And then as I said, the the body fell off. I kept the head. And we were on vacation at a cousin's house in upstate New York, and they had like a cabin in the hills, and they had dogs. And we slept up in this kind of loft attic kind of thing, and you had to come down the stairs. And I remember throwing Bugs's head down the stairs and then coming down. It was like a ladder, you know, going up. And, and I came down, and then it was gone. And it turns out one of the dogs had grabbed Bugs's head and taken off into the hills. And if that doesn't make you cry for a little six-year-old Brian who doesn't have his decapitated Bugs bunny head where all the fur had been plucked off it, um, if that doesn't make you cry for me for many reasons, then you don't have a heart. Matt, did you have a security blanket or a stuffed animal when you were a child? Yeah, I had a couple. Uh, starting off, I forget what it was, but it was this green puppet that I had until I was maybe about four and then I had a Curious George pillow that was a security blanket, but it never left the house. And then it would That's stay smart. on my bed. It actually stayed on my bed until about my junior year of high school. But at that point, it was just a decorative. It wasn't a security blanket <laughs> to anyone who didn't know what the significant was prior to that. Um, right, yeah, you didn't those need it anymore. You just liked it. Yeah, it was just a decorative at that point. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Now, I, I can only imagine. Justin, What was? did you have a stuffed animal or a security blanket, or, or did you just wrap yourself in racing forms? I had, a, I had a blankie. A blankie? Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did you name your blankie, or was it just blankie? It was just blankie, but I would like... I, I forget. It probably... It was done by the time I was like maybe eight or something like that. Okay, Six, seven, something that, like that. That makes sense. All right, but now you guys are adults. I know Justin has a girlfriend. Matt, I don't know your dating situation. But let me just ask, as young as young men, if you were to start dating someone and, you know, you decide you're going to you're going to stay over, you're going to have a, a sleepover at their place, and they go, "Oh, that'd be great. I'd love you to stay, but uh, you have to realize that there needs to be room in bed for Boo Boo Kitty, my stuffed animal." Do you stay? Or do you go, oh, I think I left my car running, and then disappear? You look at that from a black and white perspective, I'm probably out the door. It depends on what happened before, what, you know, how the night's gone and what could happen around that. But from a what, did simple... You, did from they a, explain that they were crazy before you went back? Exactly, that exactly. Mean? And it depends. If you walk in the room and it doesn't look <laughs> ideal, the car might be running. If there's other factors, who knows? Give it a shot. Wow. All right. So you're willing to put up with a little crazy. Depends on the degree. 
Okay. Uh, Justin, did your did your lady ever have a stuffed animal that had... I don't mean just in the room. Like like Matt had said earlier, one for just decoration. That's I, that's cool. You had some... Uh, uh, your childhood... Like my daughter's 26. When she was a little kid, I made her a stuffed monkey at this... Uh, one of those, you know, not a Build-A-Bear, but it was a knockoff Build-A-Bear in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And she still has the monkey. But the monkey doesn't sleep with her. The monkey's in the room, sitting over in the corner on a dresser. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I got to cuddle up with my monkey, and you can join in if you want. That would be that would be crazy. Justin, did your girlfriend have any uh, stuffed animals that she had to share the bed with? Uh, if, I, no. Or in her room, I don't uh, presume to. Uh, no, 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 no. No, uh, nothing like that. That would be a red flag for you? Not a red flag. She she was obsessed with, or I guess still is. She has like those um squish mellow things. They're like pillows. Yes, I see. That them are at like animals or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's got a few of those, but like no, nothing really. Do those share the bed? The squishmallows? They do. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, if you're sitting on the couch watching TV, hugging your squishmallow, uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, you know. From the 920, I sleep with a stuffed wall-eyed pike. You need therapy, my friend. That is, uh, I don't know, is it? <laughs> I, I don't know if you need therapy, but a wall-eyed pike doesn't seem to be the most cuddly animal that you'd want to have stuffed. Uh, I just, to me, it just seems, it would be so weird to be with an adult who still had to sleep with their stuffed animal. I'm sorry if that's you. If, uh, if you're triggered by what I'm saying, well, reevaluate things because... You know, and I'm sure that listen, I'm sure ladies, you would feel the same way. Let's be honest. If if Justin still had Blanky, I'm betting his girlfriend would have looked a little mm, looked a little sideways at the relationship. Oh, this is my this is my boyfriend Justin. Oh, yeah, that's Blanky. He's like Linus from Peanuts wandering around with his Blanky at uh, in his mid 20s. That wouldn't have worked out. You know, so I don't care if it's a me- now I have um I have a stuffed animal behind me my captain america uh tato tato guy but uh spuddy but i don't you know i don't sleep with him and i don't cuddle him he's just a giant potato dressed like captain america but uh you know that's just for decoration from the 262 i would be out the door with quickness yes i would be gone 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 but that shot that seems that seemed so high 40 percent of the people who were in this survey 40%. 40%. Correct my math, fellas. That's almost half. 40%. They're still sleeping with their stuffed animals in their security blankets. No, thank you. Pardon me. Um, so when it comes to be the, the whole the whole survey, that's the big that's the big headline that came out of it. The most disturbing headline, if you want to get me. But if you are a co-sleeper, what is the biggest issue that you have found? I'll tell you what some of the people in the survey say, and uh, we'll talk about this for a little bit more, but uh, also let me know, and you can do this anonymously. If you are an adult, and I'm talking out of college, working, paying your rent, living, by, living, uh, maybe you're living at your parents' house still, but whatever, and you sleep with a stuffed animal or a security blanket, just anonymously, let me know. I got to see, because I can't believe the number is this high. Now, we know, uh, I know... My two producers, they both they both had them. I had them as well. We're not talking about being a kid. Nothing wrong with being a kid. 
But when you're a grown adult and you're still sleeping with something, let me know. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and cuddle line. It's WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. All right. Thank you, Wyatt. Yeah, we'll keep you uh, keep you posted. Again, that's northbound 43 near Greenfield. Uh, looking at the map now, it is uh, it is really backed up, as Wyatt said, and um, they're saying the road closed due to the fire. So we will we'll talk to Wyatt again, of course, it, during the 7:30 news. He'll have an update on that. We are uh, still talking about this uh, this, this co-sleeping study that came out with. I don't know, a statistic that I just thought was way too high to be uh, real, that 40% of adults still sleep with a stuffed animal or security blanket as well as their partner. So if they have a partner, the partner's got to make room. Uh, Jamie in Fond du Lac texts in, I had a little teddy bear. I called him Brutus. Now I have a wife and two dachshunds. They're all bed hogs. Sometimes they end up on the couch. Yeah, I don't... I. That was one of the things. Jamie's not alone because according to this, um, some people said 49% of the people surveyed said if there's problems sleeping with somebody, and this is something I never I never would have thought of before, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. 49% said they're willing to try sleeping in a separate bed because according to research, the average cohabitating person receives less than four good nights of sleep a week. Whether it's some of the big complaints, of course, uh, people stealing the covers, waking them up, tossing and turning, sleeps with the television on, snores, and sleeps with the light on. Who's, who can sleep with the light on? I've never understood that. You know, people go, oh, I, I need to keep a light on. Why? Are you afraid of the monsters under your bed? You know, I get... All right. Maybe if you have a uh, if you're have a medical condition and you're afraid you're going to trip or you have to okay, but I can't sleep with the lights on. I I cannot. I can fall asleep with the television on every night. And normally I wake up and the remote's in my hand. My wife's asleep and that's oh yeah okay turn off the TV roll over and that's it. But. Uh, Tossing and turning doesn't really bother Sometimes snoring. I know I snore. According to my wife, I snore very badly. And, um, you know, but I hate to tell her. She snores too, but she does. All right, listen, we got, uh, this is very exciting news. I don't know how exciting it is. I found it. I saw this story, and there was one of those, the best drink in every state. And I didn't even have to look at it. I was like, Wisconsin's going to be an old-fashioned. Wisconsin, favorite drink, old-fashioned. No way to uh, no way to dispel that rumor, nothing. Gentlemen, what would you say the Wisconsin favorite drink is? Matt? I would have to agree with you. I'd say an old-fashioned. Maybe, I don't know what the survey's uh, parameters are, but maybe a beer, something more specific maybe. Oh, look at you. Well, they're cocktails. I like that you use the, the word parameters. You're very, you, you don't want to go out on a limb without knowing. All right. Got to look right. at the survey. So, uh, no, that's okay. It's a survey. It was it was done on it was liquor. So, and it was based on the top drinks for each state based on Google search interest data over the last 12 months. So, they analyzed the types of cocktails that were most searched. So, there so beer is out beer is out of the running cuz mine would be beer 100%. I was I was going to say spotted cow. 
Oh, see, it was kind of a beer. If you were going to go cocktail, what would you say? Same thing as a... Uh, same thing. Same answer. Same thing. Beer. Is that your personal favorite? Spotted cow? No, beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely more beer than heavy liquor. All right. Heavy yeah. liquor. Yeah. You always buy a, a, a handle? You don't just buy a fifth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you... You get one of those Borgs? You always carrying your Borg around? You gotta love a good Borg. Who doesn't love a good Borg? We, we had a Borg a thing the other day. It was like a week or two weeks ago, something like that, Brian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We. I saw some. I saw two girls drinking a Borg on the train when I went to a beer fest two weeks ago. Hey, that's when you know. Got to stay away from those people. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, my goodness. They're on the train. And they, if they were 21, I'd be surprised. But they had big milk cartons, you know, and... and and one kept pouring a little more orange juice into her milk carton, and I'm thinking, oh, these girls are Borgen. And then I thought, stop thinking about these girls. They're like 18 to 22, and they're getting drunk on homemade homemade cocktails. But um, no, I was I was shocked. Maybe you would be shocked too. Wisconsin loves old fashions, but Bloody Marys are the favorite. But they say it could be skewed because maybe people enough people know how to make old fashions in Wisconsin that they're not looking it up. Where people are looking up Bloody Mary recipes because they go to these places where they put a whole fried chicken and three cheeseburgers and a, a stuffed pike into the uh, Bloody Marys. Which, if you got to put that much stuff on your Bloody Mary, I'm gonna guarantee the drink itself not quality. But um, so the company determined the top drinks for each state, as I said, uh, and yeah. The Bloody Mary is, according to the most searched cocktails on Google for last year, is the favorite drink of Wisconsin. I don't know. I like a good Bloody Mary, but I don't like all the stuff in it. When you when you get too much... That's like the best it, part. All the stuff? Yeah, well, yeah. You said you don't like liquor, so No, I don't, I don't, but I went... What did I do? I went to Colorado, and we went somewhere after a ski trip, and we got, like, huge ones. Oh, my God, they had everything in it. I loved that for some reason. It was, like... really? The shrimp tails, mind, like, the veggies, they had, like... <laughs> They had, what are they? they drink. No, but they had some weird yeah, stuff that's, that's too. Dinner. They had like that's chicken fingers. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I loved it. <laughs> I like a couple. I like a couple shrimp. Maybe you throw in a uh, beef stick or something, and some celery, and a couple of olives and, and cheese. Just little things on skewers that you pop in there. I don't need. I. I was. I just saw something today where it was ridiculous. They used. They actually put two roasted chickens on top, and that was the base. And then they added all this other stuff. I'm like, first of all, nobody can eat that much by themselves. And how long before you get to the drink? Because you got by the time you get to the drink, it's got chicken grease floating in there and pickle juice, and then it's got you know grease from your pepperoni pizza that was on top. It's ridiculous. I listen. I understand the novelty of it and all of that. But if I'm drinking, I want to drink. If I'm eating, I want to eat. I don't need to you know. I don't need all that together. I'd like all that, like the things you, the things that you described, Justin, on the side. Fantastic. Put them on a nice platter for me. I'm drinking some bloodies and going to town. All I want in the Bloody Mary is a lot of horseradish, and vodka. There we go. Now I know I know a lot of people like clamato. I'm not a clamato guy, but we'll talk about that much more later. I don't think we will, but who knows? We got to do this first though on WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. 
Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights, 855-616-1620. That is the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, Old National Bank. Get old. Jump in. You can call. You can text. Do whatever you want. I just threw everything I needed on the floor, so that's exciting. Oh, man. If you... I don't know if you're like me. I hope you're not when it comes to road rage. I am easily enraged every time I get on the road. And that is that is becoming a problem nationwide because people are getting angrier. Um, we're angrier. We're angrier all the time. But we're also, we get very angry in the car because I think part of the problem is we all believe that in the car we should be in control. And we should, and we're good drivers. Everybody else is a horrible driver. And... Again, it goes back to kind of like politics. We can't give anybody an inch. If you're right, you're right. The reason I bring this up is there have been reports coming out of um, road rage incidents escalating all over the country, weapons being pulled, um, people getting into violent confrontations. I don't know if you've had any... I There have been a few times where I actually had to... And, I, and I'm not proud of this. Uh, a few times where I actually had to stop myself, you know, because somebody will do something and they'll flip me off and I start to go after them and I'm like, I'm going to follow this person. And then I'm like, what are you doing? What What are you doing? And that hasn't happened in a while, mostly because I'm trying not to get shot. But, um, you know, in my younger days when I was a little more reckless, those kind of things happen. Um, according to, like, in in Colorado... They're getting 31,760 reports for aggressive driving or road rage. They get about 87 reports every day. That's I saw this story. It came out of Colorado. But this goes on to uh, talk about the stats all over the country and how high they're getting. And I don't know if there's a way to stop that. Now, they're saying this is here. Here's how you stop it. They say don't engage, which if you've ever been out there is very hard to do. It's hard to not engage when somebody cuts you off and then flips you off and they're in the wrong and all of a sudden you're revved up and it's like, mm, but they say that's, the experts all say that's the way to do it. Police, safety experts, everybody, just don't engage. Do you got, Matt, do you get upset? You seem like a pretty level-headed guy. Do you get upset when you're driving? Do you, do you give in to road rage at all? It depends on who I'm with, who's in the car. If I'm with somebody else, I'll be a little calmer. But like you alluded to, if I know the other driver is in the wrong, you yep. like I will be livid. I was driving down 94 three weeks ago. There was a semi-truck driver whose trailer was in my lane. I was in the left lane. And I'm obviously going faster than the semi because of speed limit. And sure, I see the truck driver is on his phone. You know. Oh, see? And that's where I, I started. Because the thing is, you could say what you want in the car, and there's a pretty good chance the other driver is not going to hear you. So I'm, <laughs> you know, going through my thoughts, trying to, you know, c- control it internally. And my mom's sitting right next to me, and she's oh. not having it. She's like, you got to calm down. You got to calm down. Relax. And I'm like, he's on his phone, and his trailer almost went into the side of my car. That's not okay. No, it's not. And and, I'm, and then she's just trying to like calm down, calm down, and eventually I calm down. But when I get into a situation like that, especially with a semi who's much larger than my midsize car, then that's where there's going to be an issue. I am always furious. And you can almost tell when somebody's going to be on the phone or texting. And when they're 
when I'm in the right, and I'm like you, Matt, it, when I'm alone, forget it. I'm, I'm out of my mind. I'm screaming and yelling. I'm, I, I'm convinced I'm going to end up having either a stroke or a heart attack behind the wheel because I get so worked up. But now when my wife or my daughter's in the car or I'm taking my ma somewhere, I got to be... I gotta be calmer. So my wife can tell and I'll go, you saw that, right? And she's like, yes, I know it's, you know, she, she gives me the acknowledgement that yes, I have every right to be upset. The other person is in the wrong, but I can't lose my mind because it doesn't, it doesn't do any good. And my daughter, uh, I've mentioned this before she went to college in New Orleans and before she graduated, I was down there one time, and I'm I'm a big proponent of the horn. If you're not moving, you get the horn. Now, I don't lay on it unless it's, you know, like my life's in danger. Like in Matt's instance, if the if the trailer, uh, the semi-trailer is coming over into my lane, I'm laying on the horn. If the lights turned green and we're sitting there and you're not moving, you're going to get the tap. Well... I don't see anything wrong with that because that's why they're in the car to signal people to do stuff. Um, but my daughter's like, you can't, you can't honk the horn down here. People are getting shot all the time. So I get that people, you know, are doing that. So maybe it won't be a stroke or heart attack. Maybe I'll, you know, honk at somebody who's on the, who's texting at a stoplight and they're going to shoot me. I hope not, but who knows? Um, there was only one time that somebody got out of their car. We were, I was making a right onto my street and there was a train up ahead. So people had stopped. Now the guy in front of me stopped so that I couldn't, he had room to move up so I could turn onto my street and continue my day, but he would not move up. And I tapped the horn and he wouldn't move up. And I made the, the, you know, the move up hand signal kind of waved him forward and he wouldn't get up. And I tapped again. The horn and he got out of his car and he came back to the window and i'm thinking all right if i get out of the car this is going to really escalate to a place i'm sure neither one of us wants it to go and if i roll down my window and engage him it's probably not going to end well either so i just left my window up and he's standing outside my car screaming and i'm just all right let him scream it out like a baby having a temper tantrum and then he got in his car and he moved up and I made my turn onto my street and I went home. But I'm like, it, it just makes me crazy. But the point is, I guess we should all just try to do better. But let me say this. If you're the reason that you're giving, if you're giving other people road rage because of your behaviors, stop it. It's your fault. If you're a semi-driver, don't, don't run over Matt. We need him here. If you're texting on the phone, stop, stop then people won't be as mad. See, but the problem is everybody thinks they're the only person on the road. And if you've ever been on the road, you know that's not the case. But yeah, road rage is, uh, road rage is getting out of control. Might have to move to another place. That's where, oh, I love when a uh, brother in sound does something thoughtful. We're going to get into this after this on WTMJ. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Brian Newton, WTMJ Nights. Full show tonight. We're here till 9. 
Talking about road rage from the 262. Try not to get road rage. If something happens, your insurance will not cover you in an incident. I have a hard time also. Uh, I need my insurance. Yeah, I need my insurance too. And I know it's... Plus, you get to a certain age, you're like, what, what, what am I getting so mad about? This is not going to serve anybody. And also, but then I wonder, don't these people have anywhere to be? You know, they're all, they're all going 20 and a 40. Don't you have somewhere to go? You know? And I'm still, listen, I'm still always, if I drive past you and you're in your car alone in a mask, I figure something's going on and you're going to be a bad driver. So I'm going to try to move. Uh, I love when uh, Brothers in Sound... People in the radio business try to do something wacky to get attention. Sometimes I'll give them that attention. And uh, I got to tell you, this DJ in San Diego has, he might have the answer to all my road rage and not wanting to leave the house problems. He has declared himself the leader of his own nation, the Republic of Slow Jamistan. Yeah. Sounds like a place we could do pretty well in, fellas. The Republic of Slow Jamistan. Last year, Randy R. Dub Williams bought an 11 acre tract of land in the deserts of Southern California, which is not a hospitable place. That's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard sell for people. I've been there, I lived out there. It's uh, the, the deserts are not, you know, they're not residential friendly, but he signed a document declaring its secession from the United States. Micronations, such as Slow Jamistan, are more common than most of us know. More than 70 exist around the world, uh, even though they're not formally recognized by any sovereign nation or governing body. We would put an end to that if we had our own nation. Um, if you were to have your, if you were to start your own nation, what laws would you impart right away? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. If you were to form your own micronation, what laws would you put into place? Um, now, William says Slow Jamistan has its own capital, Dublandia, its own currency, the double, uh, an official animal, the ringtail raccoon, and a national anthem titled Slow Jamistan. I think it's going to be an awesome place. Um, the only thing Slow Jamistan is missing, people. No citizens living within its borders. Uh, he says more than 5,000 Slow Jamistanis have registered for citizenship. That sounds... I wouldn't mind finding a place up in the North Woods, carving out my own little micronation. That would be I. I would be happy with that. I would. Uh, I would have you know, access with uh, with that Amazon and stuff. But I would try to be somewhere near a town where I could go in and get provisions, until I could get a major grocery chain to open up in my uh, in my town. It's either going to be Nitopolis or Nitopia. You know, because it would be the WTMJ Knights country. So, like, the Knights poet would have an office there in the uh, in the town hall, and uh, you guys would have an office somewhere, probably in the basement. Uh, it'd be dark and it'd probably leak. But, you you know, you could do whatever you want down there. Um, so I would, uh, you know, I'd like, to be, I'd like to be far removed from people, but I don't want to be in the desert. That's too harsh a climate. I want to be somewhere where it's a little more idyllic, and I want the residents to just come and chill. And we, you know, first we get a grocery store in there, then maybe, a, you know, a taco stand and a post office or, you know, usual things. But then we'd have to get some laws in there. And I was brainstorming some laws. And, you know, we'd keep most of the regular laws that are outside of uh, Nitopolis. You know, we'd, we'd keep all the regular 
regular laws. Now, I would have to, uh, being a micronation, I would have to go against Wisconsin's um, no legal cannabis. Cannabis would be legal in my micro country. So I know that, but I tax it. So you'd be paying for it to buy it, you know, outside of uh, my micronation. Then it'd be taxed a little. But we need to, you know, how else are we going to build roads and stuff and infrastructure? Don't get mad at me. It's, you know, it's my, my micronation. I got to start it up. We need, we need some capital. But yeah, you could, uh, you could get high in my micronation. Um, drinking age, everything like that, that'd all stay the same. Can't murder people. We'd leave it at that. You know, we'd use most of those, uh, most of the, the laws. One, because most of them are pretty good. Two, I don't have time to come up with a whole new slate of laws. And I'm guessing if I asked Matt and Justin, I don't know, Justin, of course, would have legal betting, but that we could do that. We could have some legal betting. Um, would that make you more? Would you accept a cabinet position then, Justin, if I made gambling legal in our micronation? Yes. All right. You could be you could be in charge of it. You you could handle all that uh, I could. You know, licensing, etc. Sure, yeah, why not? I'd make you the ambassador of uh, the the ambassador of degenerate gamblers. Sounds sweet. All right, you're in. <laughs> so we'd do that. Uh, but then I would like no phones in cars ever. You gotta you gotta put your car like it, it's like transporting a loaded firearm. You got to put it in the trunk in a box. Then you can drive through our micronation. I don't want people, you know, you can use some sort of, uh, you can use some sort of navigational device, but it's not going to be that big. You're not going to get lost in town, you know? So you stop, we'll have a little, a uh, little like rest area just outside of, uh, just outside of the border. You stop, you secure your phones. Then you come in, you drive around. When you get to your location, you get out, you take your phone out. And if you're slowing traffic down, you go to jail, 48 hours, no trial, no nothing. If you're a traffic hazard, you're doing you're doing a couple nights in the pokey. And oh my gosh, the fine is going to be very stiff because again, we're a micronation, we need to get some funds. So I think we could do this. Some some music DJ in San Diego, he's not going to outdo us. We've already got a poet laureate. He doesn't have that. Our national our official animal is going to be a grizzly bear just cuz I like grizzly bears. That's it. We'll come up with a song. Um we already have, we already will have official poetry and I don't know. I think I'm going to treat, I'm going to treat uh, Nitopolis like the EU. We're still going to use American money because I think that'll make our lives a little bit easier. I want to treat us, even though we're seceding and we're going to be our own little micronation, I want it to be, you know, like you're traveling over in Europe before, before Brexit, you know, like if I'm traveling from uh, the Republic of Ireland to the north, I'm using the same money. If I'm going from Spain to Italy, I'm using euros. It doesn't matter. We're all going to use dollars. It'll be cool. Don't worry about it. We won't have a hassle with the government then. And then, you know, we can pay our employees in, you know, America because maybe they live in another country, you know. And by another country, I mean the U.S., the state of Wisconsin. But that's it. That's the, uh, that's the plan. So we're going to start our own micronation because I don't want to be outdone by a radio uh, disc jockey. Some guy who just spins the hits. Because you know, instead of a, a clock in the middle of town, he's just going to have his radio station on. And then every hour, but all right, slow jabberstand. It's 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. Traffic is very good. It's just going to be a horrible top 40 kind of town. I don't want that. We're going to have regular, regular old talking. All right. 
You're in. You can always give me a give me a text. Give me the laws if you were to start your own nation. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. You guys don't seem very enthused about this. I'm a little. I, I thought you'd be more on board. We're laughing back here. Yeah. We love this. All right. Well, listen. I need I need to recruit some young people like yourselves to come in in, in prime cabinet positions because. Quite frankly, uh, I plan on being a benevolent uh, dictator, but not president for life. You know, I'm like George Washington. I'm going to be there for a little bit, but then I have to pass the mantle on. And, you know, we move on and, and new people have to come in. But I need, I need some, uh, some enthusiasm from people who are going to get into it. That's all. Justin, you already have a job. Matt, I don't know. What, what, do you, what would you be interested in? What kind of cabinet position would you want, Matt? I don't know. I'm a huge sports guy, so maybe the Ministry of Sport, uh, Ministry of Nutrition is a job I would not be a part of. Uh, okay. You, know, you just never know. But in your own All micronation, right. you mentioned the travel between uh, the U.S. Yeah, we'd have open borders. Yeah, you got to think about that, though. There's a lot of things to take in. Oh, I've, listen, Matt, you make it sound like I'm just coming off uh, up with this off the top of my head. No, we'd have we would have a very friendly relationship with Wisconsin and the United States as a whole. We would not be a hostile micronation. We would just have our you know we, our laws would be similar. Our currency would be the same. Uh, we would have open borders. I don't need I don't need border patrol. Like Switzerland. Yeah, we're like Switzerland. Except I'm not going to be as neutral as Switzerland. There will be some things that I disagree with. Like I've already, I've already broken from Wisconsin on the cannabis. I've, you know, I've already staked my flag. I know that's going to draw a lot of people uh, that may be fans of that to our little micronation. That's okay. They're, well, they're paying taxes. They're working hard. You know, but yeah, I'm not going to have checkpoints at the border. I don't know what you're looking for, Matt. Some sort of authoritarian regime. You want me to keep people out? You want it to be exclusive? No, it's got to be a welcoming micronation. You need bodies well, first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody comes in. This is not some country club for yahoos in polo shirts. This is a, this is a country, a nation. Uh, Mike from Whitewater says, in Mike America, which borders northern Wisconsin, if you are driving too slow on the left lane, you will be forced to immediately forfeit your cash and your car to the nation. Mike, Mike, we might have to be allies. I like the way you think. We'll put, we'll put Nitopolis and Mike Merica right next to each other, and then we can have uh, overlapping laws like that. All right, listen, we've got it. We've got big plans, big plans. But right now, we have to do this on WTMJ. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Broadcast. Glad you're with us. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. If you want to jump in, right before the news, we were talking about a DJ in San Diego who has uh, started his own micronation. He bought some air, uh, some land in a desert in Southern California, and he is uh, starting his own micronation. My question to you is, because I talked about, we're, we're going to start a micronation, hopefully, up in the North Woods, somewhere very idyllic. There's going to be water, there's going to be, and we're going to be a friendly micronation, but we will have some of our own laws. We will keep many of the existing laws from the United States. We'll use U.S. currency, but we will be our own. Uh, we will be our own nation. So, eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you would like to jump in with your laws from the seven hundred eight law, everyone has holidays off, and you're not allowed to work more than thirty five hours a week. 
I like that. I like that for the residents and the businesses within, if we can pull off the 35-hour week, uh, for businesses within Nitopolis or Nitopia. We haven't, I think Nitopia, because that's more like Utopia, and that's what we're trying to create. So Nitopia, uh, either one, it's still a working title. But if we can get the businesses in there, if people can... Uh, you know, figure out a way that 35 hours is good or they hire some extra people. I'm all behind the 35-hour work week. I'm also, yes, let's close businesses on the holidays in the micro-nation. If you need to get something, you either stock up before or you can, as we said earlier, because uh, Matt was very worried. I, I think he was worried that we were going to have closed borders. We're not. We're going to be very uh, encouraged. You can, you can leave the country. And by that, I mean just drive down the highway and uh, get yourself whatever you need. But I'm all for people in uh, Nitopia or Nitopolis getting some rest. So, yes, 708, I'm, we'll take that. Uh, we'll ratify that law. I like it very much. From um, the 262, I'm not sure about a micronation, but if you're familiar with the city of Wanaki uh, near Madison, the sign advertises that it's the only Wanaki in the world. So I've always wanted to start a city called Other Wanaki so that I can have the only other Wanaki in the world. <laughs> All right. Good luck to you. We can be allies in our new uh, in our new nations. All right. Now, I've I would not want to be without some laws. So I have to as the as the benevolent leader, not president for life again or dictator, just the the guy the guy in charge at first. Uh, I've come up with some more laws, and you can always jump in with your own again uh, on the text line. Let's start with because I did the I did a couple traffic ones, so that's not good. Uh, let's just say, here's a, here's a proposed law. If you're at the lake, no loud music. Because we're, we're there to enjoy ourselves. You can have music that you can hear, but we don't want to hear 8,000 uh, radio stations or uh, you know everybody's Spotify playlist across the lake. Keep it to yourself. Wear some headphones, put some Bluetooth. If you're having a little uh, cookout or whatever, just keep it low. You know, we'll, have, we'll have some park rangers there, and uh, we'll enforce that one. So that's uh, vegans are always welcome. But just so you know, the uh, national meal is prime rib. So if you got a problem with that, vegans or vegetarians, you might not want to move to Nitopolis. You might want to, you know, you're welcome. We'd love to have you. We don't mind if you have uh, vegetarian and vegan options at the restaurants in, in our nation. But don't get mad because I'm the founder and we're founded on meat. That might be, <laughs> that might be the nation's slogan. We're founded on meat. Again, work in progress. The flag might have a giant prime rib right in the middle of it. I don't know. These are all things that will, you know, they're all down the road, but we're putting them uh, we're putting them out there now. Um, if you're in our country, one order per car at the drive-throughs. We're gonna we're gonna make uh, all our fast food friends that come into town and set up shop. That's gonna be a law. One order. I don't want to be behind somebody. You know, eight people in the car, you got eight orders. Hey, divvy it up. That's the way it goes. And if your order's too big, go in the restaurant. Some of these laws, you might say, hey, this is big government. This is overreaching. And I would say, yeah, but you don't have to live there. On that note, everyone is welcome to live in, in our country. But if you prove yourself a racist, sexist, misogynist, or just extreme jerk, you got to go. We're, we're going to, you know, you'll be banished. We'll open the gates, you got to walk out, and you can never come back. No lawn mowing or yard work before 8 o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday. I think these are good laws. Uh, your Starbucks order can only have two custom ingredients. 
I don't want to be I don't want to be behind one of these people all the time. Their their one cup of coffee takes five minutes to order because they need the size and the this and the that. Figure it out, whittle it down, you know, or buy buy some of your extra stuff in bulk and fix it at home. <laughs> Are you starting to get the gist that a lot of the laws? in Nitopolis are just things that bother me in regular life, so I'm trying to eliminate them. That's probably it. I mentioned that our Poet Laureate is already in the cabinet. I don't know who the Poet Laureate is. They will reveal themselves to me when uh, the nation is open. But they have sent a second poem for the night. Second poem from our night's poet. So Nitopolis is a thing that we can all declare it's a place where we can go, well, where we will all gladly share a common desire to keep up the place when driving through our nation. While it's not quite a race, you need to keep time and move right along, for otherwise we'll pull you over. And while it won't take long, for if you were stopped in our tiny micronation, where no one was appointed by any coronation, it's a common belief that we gladly share a place we call home, where we eliminate our cares. From a Knight's Poet, Chief Poetry Officer of Nightopolis. Correct. The Chief Poetry Officer. Poet Laureate of Nightopolis. Um, no, no vegans would mean very few Dems, and the remaining ones would be welcome. Uh, first of all, we're not, uh, no, there's, that's not true. Most, most Democrats are not vegans. I don't know where you get that. Uh, I don't, I don't know why, where you're getting that to 920 Texter. Um, from the 815, 35 hours a week. Are you kidding me? Are people afraid to have too much money so they can't qualify for government benefits? The government benefits are, aren't going to be around for a long time. In uh, I, Maybe you're thinking we're talking about a real country. I'm talking about my make-believe micronation. <laughs> I, uh, I can only imagine, Matt and Justin, the people tuning in, what kind of weird society does he think we live in? No, this is all, you know, we're making this up as we go. It's just, you know, for fun. You know, you, whatever happened to laughter? Matt, Justin, do you have any laws you want to jump in on? I, I like the ones I've heard so far. I'm trying to think of uh, other laws. I love the one about driving in the left lane, though. I got to give kudos to whoever said that. That's one I'm yeah. a huge fan of. You always have to tip at a restaurant. How about that? That's not a European well, I like that. Though. How about I'd tips say, included? On the contrary, I'd say tips included, yeah. Tips included. Always. Well, listen, that's why we have our cabinet debate. Justin threw out an idea. We like the idea in, in principle. We, you know, we debate the finer points. That's how, that's how our government will work. There will be a spirit of cooperation in the government. Uh, hi, Brian, Matt, and Justin. Uh, a senior citizen center, please. I'm so in. Sure. All right, Kathy. That's from Kathy and Franklin. Yeah, we, you know, come on in. We'll get you, so we'll get a senior center. You know, maybe we'll put in, uh, you know, walker-friendly bounce house. That'd be fun for the seniors, don't you think, guys? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Justin is afraid his mom is listening and she's gonna go. You cannot secede from this country and follow him into his weird little micronation. No. Um, <laughs> from the nine two zero. All right, I get this. Maybe it's it, it. I'll take it as a shot at me and every old people are only allowed to complain twice a day. I got it. Twice Maybe a day? We, twice a day. Maybe we open up how, the How do we Square. add a complaint department or subtract a complaint department? I don't know. I th I like it. We come, we air our grievances twice a day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, or I got a, I got a rule not to 
piggyback off of Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, but Festivus is a national holiday. December 23rd, we get to air our grievances, the feats of strength, the whole nine yards. National holiday. (laughs) I like it. All right, we'll add that to the calendar. Uh, I, but you know, some people and myself included, I don't know if I can wait for one day a year to air my grievances. Maybe that should so be the we, day that you compete your grievances where you get to air them out across the year and then the best ones get aired and revealed. You save it for that day. It's like the right. 4th of July. You can light fireworks any time of the year, but you save your best ones for the 4th. Well, it's funny you bring that up, Matt, because one of my laws is fireworks are only allowed from July 1st to the 5th and only until 11 p.m. I'm all for fireworks, but you know, maybe like if we have if we have a big uh, celebration in town, yeah. But just regular people shooting off their fireworks, only July first to the fifth, and then eleven o'clock you got to stop because there will be people who want to sleep. There will be animals that get nervous, and I don't want to kill everybody's fun. Um, <laughs> hey, eight one five texter, we are not talking about a real place. We have a texter who keeps texting in about how much things would cost and inflation and blah, blah, blah. I know you must have missed the setup to this, and that's okay. We're talking about a uh, made-up micronation based on a radio stunt from a guy in San Diego. So we are creating our own micronation. It's not real. It's not real. We all know we have we have to work and make money in the real world. I have a headache now. Try <laughs> Shouldn't have to explain it, but we do. Why not? We'll explain it. Uh, you're always Complaint welcome to drop one. in some more laws. What was that, Justin? Was that Justin or Matt? It was me. Complaint number one. Yeah, that's complaint number one. That we we got to explain everything. That's one. You don't get any more. As your th- well, that's actually two from the eight one five. So that's your two for the day. Uh, if this were if this were <laughs> Nitopolis, you'd have your two for the day. Unless you're not a, a and I don't know, 920 didn't say where old people starts. Because people can complain in their 30s. So I don't know. We'll have to, a lot of this stuff still has to be worked out. It's, you know, this is an outline. It's, do you think that the Constitution was done on a first draft? Think the Declaration of Independence just got whipped out in one 20-minute radio segment? No, they talked about it for a while. So we're coming up with the bones, and now we're going to figure it out. But first, got do this because, you know, we're still here trying to make some money on WTMJ. Oh, my goodness. We are still talking about our make-believe micronation, the laws that we would have. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ's own, jumping in. Key West had a motto at one point, the Conk Republic, where seceded, we seceded where others failed. I like that. We can't take it, though, but we'll work on, we'll work on another uh, motto. Uh, from the 708 official sport of your micronation, poker. And then Mike says, in all seriousness, boys, if we could found a new na- new micronation based on ideas from your Texan show, what a wonderful nation it would be. Yeah, we have, we've had some pretty good ideas coming in from, uh, from listeners and from us, and it would be nice, Mike. Unfortunately, it is just, uh, just a pipe dream, yo. Pete says, I find sirens loud and annoying at times, so in your new nation, I would have the sirens sound the same as an ice cream truck. Oh, all right. Or just, yes, I like it. We'll work on it, Pete. I want it. But then what would ice cream trucks sound like? They would just go, hey, we're selling ice cream. Hey, we're selling ice cream. Hey, you want some ice cream? How about you? You want some ice cream? D has a road rule for the Micronation. If you're driving, you must use your blinker. All right. That's a good one. Boy, Mike's, Mike's right. We're getting some really good ideas. Now I, <laughs> now I want to look into having a Micronation. Be very small. 
I don't know. But uh, sounds good. Sounds good. We'd have a we'd have to get a movie theater, or at least have movies on the square. Uh, I don't know if people still go to the movie. I haven't been to a movie theater in forever. But I saw a story about uh, movies, and it got me thinking uh, about your favorite movie quote. Because, you know, we, we hear a quote from a movie, and it sticks with us, and you identify the actor with that movie, and it, it summons all kinds of thoughts. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out the other day and said that one of his best-known lines which became one of the most repeated lines in movie history, almost did not happen. He's got a documentary series uh, on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? It's like a three-parter or four-parter called Arnold. Have you guys seen that? No? All right. Um, I haven't watched it either. But I, it looks, I saw the trailer. It looks pretty good. I'll probably watch it. But he, uh, he said he lobbied to change the iconic I'll be back line from the Terminator. I'll be back which wasn't even the original line anyway. So James Cameron, who wrote the script um, in this series on Netflix, said that the line was supposed to be, I'll come back. It wasn't meant to be like a big moment at all, Cameron said. It was literally meant to be on its face. No problem, I'll come back, I'll come back. But Arnold didn't like it that way. I said, well, just say I'll be back. Keep it simple, Cameron said. Schwarzenegger didn't like it. I said, Jim, to me it sounds funny to say I'll be back. He thought ditching the contraction would make him sound more machine-like and wanted to say a more robotic, I will be back instead. But then James Cameron yelled at him, told him, uh, hey, you're not a writer. I'm the, I'm the writer. I'm the director. You say it. Schwarzenegger tested out the line, I'll be back. Cameron uh, then said he got goosebumps, and that was it. I'll be back is ranked 37th on the American Film Institute's list of 100 greatest movie quotes of all time, 19th in the top 100, voted by the entertainment industry, uh, readers of The Hollywood Reporter. So James Cameron, obviously right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, not so smart with your lines. Are there movie lines you use all the time or your favorite movie quote? Um, 855-616-1620. I'm going to guess... That Matt and Justin, your movie, your favorite movie quotes come from movies from newer than 1995. Would I be correct? To an extent, yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah, because while you're young, do you have a favorite movie quote or a movie line you use all the time? One that I use, I'm mostly a TV guy, so a lot I could quote multiple TV shows. I'd have to say from a movie, trying to jog my memory. I'm a huge sport movie fan. Uh, so there are a lot of speeches, uh, that if you build I could it, say, they will come. if you build it, he will come is a good one. Ease his pain, go, go the distance. I can go on forever. Um, right. go, the, go the distance is good. Uh, there, there are plenty, but mostly a TV guy. Justin, uh, how about this one? As a degenerate gambler, do you know what this movie's from? Give that man his money. No idea. Oh, what is come it? Come on. Come on, that's Matt Damon. He's, oh. a, he's a gambler. Now I forget the name of the, I just forgot the name of the movie. John John Malkovich says it. Rounders. Rounders. It's all about poker. Thought you'd like that. Um I always use I you're killing me smalls. Oh, that's I a use great one. All the time. Yeah. I, that that I you can't handle the truth. At home, uh, a lot of times I will just launch into uh Private Santiago is dead. 
and that is a tragedy, and he's dead because he has no honor. And uh, and my wife will just look at me like, what? Yes. So uh, I use that one. What else? Uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli is another of my favorites. That's from The Godfather, of course. Um, we got a lot coming in. Uh, Cops can't catch us. We're on a mission from God, from the Blues Brothers. That's from Mike. Um Let's see. I got you a delicious base or delicious bass that's from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, cops can't. Let's see. Pay the man his money. <laughs> that was what I said. Oh, it's give that not give. Oh, it's pay that man his money. Okay. The entire script of the Princess Bride from Debbie Lazaga. Yes. I don't think that word means what you think it means. I am Nigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He's only mostly dead. You guys ever seen The Princess Bride? In parts, uh, it was mostly played on like a bus or a tr- form of travel. So in and out of sleep, on a form of, on a form of travel, airplane, I would take a locomotive bus, car, to Kansas City, and we you know, watch The Princess it's Bride. a very popular. It's a very popular. Uh, for, from a camp perspective, you throw it on when you need to put something in front of the kids and then take care of something else. Wow, because it's and a long. I, I got to be honest. Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love I love Princess Bride. I don't know why. Maybe I have a soft side that I don't show to a lot of people. But that's it. Um, so from there, let's see. Caddyshack, we're all we're all gonna get laid. Uh, it's right in the lumberyard, Danny. Go ahead, make my day. That is on there. Um, that's on the AFI list. Let's see. Happy Gilmore. It's all in the hips. Pete says, leave the gun, take the cannoli too. Uh, <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's the number one quote, according to the American Film Institute. Number two is from The Godfather. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Uh, here's Oh, here, coming in at number 54, Matt, a baseball. There's no crying in baseball. That's a sports movie. League of the Round. League, League of the Round, Fanta- a fantastic movie that, ironically, if you watch one of the final scenes, it's very frustrating to a true baseball fan because they don't intentionally walk Dottie Henson. I'll leave that for debate <laughs> for our, for the listeners, but you've the best hitter in the league. First base is open. Put her on. <laughs> wow. Put her on. <laughs> wow, you're that guy, aren't you? Are you? You're you're that guy. I'm, I'm always looking at baseball strategy. Another good sports movie quote. You mentioned money, so I figure I dive into that. Jerry Maguire. Show me oh, the money. Oh, okay. Jerry Maguire, good sports movie. Uh, you know, the, I'm trying to think now, other than uh, a human head weighs seven pounds. You had me at hello. What's the, what is uh, what is Kubi good at journey? Uh, so what about his money? What's, show, what's the quote? Show me show, the money. Show me the right. money, yeah. Show me the money. There you go. Uh, yeah, that actually, show me the money, actually is number 25 on AFI's list of top 100 quotes. You can't handle the tr- truth, which we may, said was number uh, 29. Um, we're not in Kansas anymore is number three. Somebody say, I might have the Schwarzenegger thing backwards. Um, I don't know. I'll read it again, but I think that's how it's supposed to be back. 
to me, it sounds funny to say I'll be back, Schwarzenegger said. He thought ditching the contraction would make him sound more machine-like. Yeah, that's the story that, I'm, uh, that I was reading. That No, he wanted to say it. Uh, Jerry Maguire, you make me want to be a better man. Oh, that's nice. Rosebud from uh, Citizen Kane. Nobody puts baby in a corner from Dirty Dancing. Oh, nobody does put baby in a corner. Uh, I'll take what she's having. That, of course, from when Harry met Sally. That's from PJ and Greenfield. Uh, Dying ain't much of a living, boy. Josie Wales. We all got it coming from um, Unforgiven. What was the uh, pull that smoke wagon and get to fighting from Tombstone? Like those. They're here. Classic from Poltergeist. Yo, Adrian from Rocky. There's another sports movie for you, Matt. Oh, iconic. <laughs> well, is, is, is Justin okay? Did he you fall down? Yeah, Yo, Adrian. <laughs> I like that in the first Rocky, uh, he's just kind of a palooka. Then he goes full on brain damaged in number two. <laughs> that has bothered. You know what? For Matt taking apart the end of for Matt taking apart the end of uh, League of Their Own, that's been my biggest problem with the. With the Rocky series, that Rocky went from just a palooka club fighter to a completely brain damaged lunatic in number two. If he dies, he dies. That's from Rocky Four. Uh, here's Johnny. You can keep sending those in. We'll talk about them a little more. But first, we got to do a little business. It's WTMJ Nights. Don't go anywhere. More WTMJ Nights coming up. Hey, this is WTMJ. We'll wrap this up with the best movie quotes of all time from the 920. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I tell my six-year-old that all the time. That is, I don't know about your parenting style, but the message is sound. I don't know if six is too young for that. I don't know how many drunk six-year-olds there are, but again, I'm not looking in your window at your home. I don't know what uh, what's going on there. I'm your Huckleberry from Tombstone. That's a good, tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me, also from Tombstone. I use that one a lot. Uh, what was your... Matt, you had one during uh, during the break from a classic, a movie yeah. I didn't know you were even seen. Yeah, you mentioned uh, not knowing about movies uh, prior to, what, 1995? But, uh, Louis, I think this could be the start of a wonderful friendship. Casablanca. Casablanca. Very nice. All right, here's an old one. Sports movie, so in your realm, see if you can guess it. Tell them, go, tell them to go out there with all they got and win just one for the Gipper. Win it for the Gipper. I have no idea. Tip of my tongue. out. Tip of my tongue. I can't remember it, though. Newt Rockney, All-American. I knew it was from Rockney. I didn't realize it was a movie quote, though. What did he say? Yep, it was was definitely a movie quote. Uh, I feel the need. The need for speed. All right, I feel the need to take care of this. And then uh, I got to talk. I have two things we got to get to. Uh, One, I tried that Grimace birthday meal today, like I promised you I would. And two... Oh, my gosh. I binged the craziest thing uh, my wife and I over the weekend. So we'll talk about all of those things and more. But we got to do this first. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. If you were with us the other night or you listen to the show on a regular basis, we know you know we do the drive through window where we talk about fast food and restaurant stuff and eating and uh, just being crazy. And the other night we did a story about June being Grimace's birthday and how McDonald's was going to start a Grimace birthday meal. Uh, so we talked about it on the air. It's a Big Mac, fries, 
and a purple shake. For the first time ever, they were doing a purple shake uh, for Grimace. And uh, you could, if you don't like the Big Mac, you get a 10-piece nuggets. I went today because I, I mentioned that I would, and I like to be a man of my word. But I had forgotten, actually, that I had, had said I would go. And then my wife, who was working from home today, I said, hey, do you want to get some lunch? She was like, hey, I, I thought we were getting McDonald's for the Grimace meal. So I had the Grimace meal. Are you guys surprised by this, that a grown man of my advanced years went to McDonald's for a purple milkshake at his Grimace meal? <laughs> Not entirely. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what I got to do. It's for the show, Sam, Matt. You know that. Sam, Matt, Bob, whoever. Matt, I'm sorry. I apologize. First of all, it's very expensive to treat yourself to a Grimace meal. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I know everything has gone up. Um, now, I did upgrade to the large Grimace meal. I didn't know that was an option. So you could upgrade from medium fries and shake to a large fry and shake. And I, I did it mostly because I wanted more fries. That was the reason I went up to large. Um, but the large shake came with it. So for two large Grimace Happy Meals, it was 32 bucks. That's a lot. Would you I, Now, I haven't bought a full meal at McDonald's in forever. I don't remember the last time I bought like a, a value meal, they used to call it. I don't know, with the, the fries and the drink, the whole thing. And I I haven't bought a milkshake from McDonald's. It's got to be 10 years, maybe. Last time was a shamrock shake. I think it was when my daughter was in high school. She wanted a shamrock shake. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll have a shamrock shake with you. But that was it. So 32 bucks, first of all. So if you're, if you're uh, planning on going with the whole carload to get these uh, purple shakes... Now it's only it's only a couple bucks less to get the um, to get the medium, so it's not a you know not a big a big difference. So first of all, the you know I hadn't had a Big Mac since they made the change and put the fluffier buns and stuff in. The Big Mac tasted like a Big Mac. It was good. The bun was nice, soft, fine. The problem with the problem with pretty much any fast food place is it nothing is ever piping hot. Now, I only live a few minutes from the McDonald's, so by the time I got home, everything was lukewarm. That's fine. I don't mind that. All right, so the shake is purple. It is purple. I actually uh, posted a picture of it on my Twitter. You can follow uh, Brian Noonan Show on Twitter. And, um, yeah, it's... I thought it looked like the cup was purple... And then the shake was purple, but no, it's a clear cup, and it's decorated. It says Grimace's birthday. It's got all kind of confetti on it. Oh man, it's beautiful. Um, so and then they so it's purple, like really purple, like a grape purple, like Mardi Gras purple. And then they put the whipped cream on top, which I forgot to say no whipped cream, but that was fine. It was it was good. My wife and I spent a long time trying to figure out what the flavor is on this purple milkshake. And we kind of came, because it's sweet, it's very sweet, uh, but it doesn't taste like grape. It tastes more like uh, Fruity Pebbles or Fruit Loops. So I don't know if that appeals to you, uh, if that's something that sounds good. Justin, you uh, you seem like a guy who's very healthy, I know, but I do know you like some ice cream. Does a purple milkshake sound good to you? Oh, No. I don't think so. <laughs> you well, sound for, so disappointed well, because, too. because you know I'm not a sweets guy. So I know, but I thought you said you liked ice cream. No, I do. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I would get that. I mean, I like the Shamrock Shake. Those are cool. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah. No, listen, I don't, I, it's uh, definitely nothing I would, I will have again. It looks very festive. It's beautiful to look at. It's fun. The cup says celebrate. What was the rating? What was the rating? Uh, One through 10. Oh, wow. That's a big, that's a big range. Uh, I would give the, the, you know, the food a six and the shake, eh, like a five. Okay. Ah, You know, that's bad. Yeah, I like a chocolate shake. Okay. You know, it's listen, it's McDonald's, so you know what the food is. The food is fine. So okay, um, I might have not I might have missed this, but what what did it taste like? Like what was the flavor? Like fruity pebbles. It no, was no, fruity no, or no. fruit loops. It's sweet, it's kind of fruity. It's not there's no sour, you know, it's not like uh, a sweet tart or something where there's not a, a Sounds like this is for the kids, Brian. It's 100% for the kids. <laughs> uh, 100% for the kids. Unfortunately, the kids better have their own job because, as I said, you're not, uh, you know, it's not, it's not cheap. But it is, it's definitely, it was too sweet for me. My wife stopped about halfway through. I powered through because, like we talked about the other night, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to waste food. So I, <laughs> I powered through my purple grimace milkshake. And then I felt nothing but shame and intestinal distress until the show. It was, uh, wasn't delicious. Uh, wasn't bad. Listen, it's going to do quite well. Uh, but here's, this is a bad sign. You know, if you work at a restaurant, like a nice restaurant, and they're putting a special out, a lot of times the chef or the cooks will have the waiters come in or the waitresses, the staff should come and they'll taste things so that they can sell it. You know, if you walk up to the table and go, hi, I'm Matt. I'm your server tonight. Our specials are the uh, stuffed flounder and a purple milkshake. And if the customer says to you, hey, uh, what's the purple milkshake like? You should probably know at least something or fake it. I pull up and I place my order. I drive up to pay after audibly gasping when he said $32. I, because of course they don't, you know, the price is up there, but it's very small. You don't really see the price. You just see the big signs, Grimace's birthday meal. And I'm like, oh, I'm a sucker. I am truly a sucker. And he goes, you know what the shake is? And I was like, yeah, it's purple, right? And he's like, yeah, what does it taste like? I go, I don't know. I was going to ask you. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. The guy, the guy selling them doesn't even know what they taste like. It's a big mystery. So it's, like I said, fruity pebbles uh not quite great pop but that that's that heavy sweetness so enjoy yourself but i there's your there's your drive through window update about the grimace's birthday meal and uh and my shame from having consumed a consumed a large purple shake today all right we got to do this and then if you're looking for something weird to watch i will uh i'll share we'll do that after this it's wtmj nights you're listening to wtmj nights Until nine o'clock. All right. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys, Matt, uh, Justin, are you documentary fans? A little bit. Sports documentary fan. Same sports boat. documentary. Yeah, yeah. You, you got seem, the 2010s Matt, you seem out. like you got uh, you got one specialty. You're staying in your lane. Do you ever oh, yeah. veer out of the sports lane? I veer a little bit. I'm a history buff, sports Ooh. guy, music guy. You know, it, nice. It, mostly sports. I'd say 98.6% sports. Sports. Wow, that's a lot of sports. Sports and like, I like the murder documentaries, like murder mystery ones. 
I like those too. Yeah, so like I, the like the Jeffrey Dahmer series, like I love those. Yeah, those uh-huh. are I like those the Dahmer tapes. Yeah, and stuff like that. So those, like, yeah, yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched two over the weekend. Sometimes I get in a, a mood to watch weird uh, religious kind of cult documentaries and marvel at how people uh, get involved with these. You guys remember? I don't know if you ever saw the show Nineteen Kids and Counting. It was on TLC. It's about the Duggar family, and then their oldest son uh, got convicted of uh, child porn. He was also uh, charged with um, indecently touching a couple of his sisters and some other girls. It was a horrible story. But they started, they painted this, oh, this happy, happy family picture. They they belonged to this radical organization, the Institute in Basic Life Principles, and it was wild so there were i think there's four episodes of this thing and i had seen the trailer and my wife and i were sitting around saturday evening and i was like hey you want to watch something she goes yeah you want to what about that documentary you mentioned and i was like all right so we'll we'll watch shiny happy people duggar family secrets man i don't know how people fall for some of these shenanigans that these preachers and leaders of the now this guy who led this this uh institute for basic life principles he was not really a preacher he was just some dude who never married never had kids uh lived in the house he grew up in his whole life and just was creepy and the whole thing kind of was based on and i told my wife i like this part and then she punched me, that uh, the guy is in charge of the house. The man, there's there's an umbrella system. So the big umbrella, God is the first umbrella, then the man, then the wife, and then the kids. And any hole in the umbrella, that's where Satan gets through. And I'm watching this and listening to my wife just in shock. I was in shock. But as a woman, seeing other women being subjugated like this, it's very shocking. And you realize that all of that is just a facade. It was crazy. So we watched that. It was on Amazon Prime. And then we decided we, we, we had not had enough of crazy religious cults. And we went to Hillsong. The, uh, I don't know if you guys remember in the news, there was this uh, big mega church that Justin Bieber was involved in. And it started in Australia, and oh man, another crazy story of all these guys who are in charge who end up doing all sorts of horrible things. And surprise, surprise, it's mostly two women. Uh, And it's all these guys who are in charge, and they set up this system where everybody else has to just keep their mouth shut and listen to the, the, the leader, and this church quote-unquote church, spread all over the world, got really huge in New York. That's where Justin Bieber and a bunch of other celebrities went. And then they started treating it like a nightclub. And you listen to people who, you know, survivors or people who were there and left and they're crying. And then all the, you know, not only do the uh, the sexual problems come out, then the financial problems come out, and they're talking about how these preachers, some guy started a website, Preachers and Sneakers, because he said, I was watching all these guys, and I kept looking, and they're wearing like five, six, $700 shoes, these uh, special edition sneakers, so he started this website, and man, I missed my calling. 
that's a racket getting into those uh getting into that kind of deal these guys all had private planes and giant uh, homes and they were they were making money hand over fist and asking people who didn't have any money to give them more money it was a hustle so if you're if you're looking for a couple wild things to watch um shiny happy people on prime and then hillsong a mega church exposed that we watched on hbo max if you have any interest in these these odd religious cults, and that's what they are, they're cults, no doubt about it. Uh, there's my two picks to click. So while you uh, and I, oh, I just found out very uh, very sad news about my grimace birthday meal today. I'll share that with you after this on WTMJ Nights meal. All right, thanks for listening, being part of the program. I will be back with you again Wednesday night. That's correct. Yes, Matt, you'll be here. Justin, you'll be here. I'll be here. We'll have uh, more fun and silliness all set up. We got a uh, we got a, a guest on Wednesday night. We're going to be talking some beer and a lot of other things. Have a wonderful night, Dame Ramsey. Comes your way after the news. Talk to you later. It's WTMJ.